Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, you've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course... Clay Edwards. I'm live here on 103.9 FM WYAB, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com and on the TuneIn app, as well as Alexa. Just search WYAB. Of course, if you want to follow along on social media, you can just go search on Facebook, Clay Edwards. Then, if you're on Twitter, it's at SaveJXN. That's at SaveJXN. Also, uh, if you're more into Instagram, same thing, at SaveJXN. And uh, let's see here, YouTube and all that, same thing, SaveJXN. Facebook is the only thing, it's Clay Edwards. So everything else is SaveJXN. We'd love, to f- we'd love to have y'all follow along on social media. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, all that good stuff. The Guns and Gear text line this morning. You want to chime in? Give your two cents. 769-241-1944. 769-241-1944. And, of course, if you want to call in, 601-879-0002 is the Clay Edwards Show. Facebookgroup.com <laughs> phone line. Yeah, and hey, we do have a Facebook group, by the way. Started this thing, it's rocking and rolling. It's going so well, I tend to forget to mention it sometimes. Just go to Facebook, search Clay Edwards Show. It's a great place for you guys to be able to create the conversation, start the conversation, and conversate. Uh, I try to chime in on all of them when I get a chance. It's a place for nefarious and incendiary memes, too. So, hey, last I uh, got out and did a little Sunday fun day yesterday, me and the girlfriend, and not not too many people out yesterday. Bidenomics don't seem to be working so well around here. No, I'm kidding. It was 105 degrees, I think, yesterday. I think most people decided to stay in a pool or stay at home. And uh, but we would hit up uh, hit up Pelican. Saw my old boy, old buddy, uh, Kurt, bartender Kurt. Spoke spoke with him for a little bit. Met a few people. Always good seeing everybody. Ran into my barber. Jonathan Boone and his crew, good seeing them. Went by Shuckers, you know, we, we, I don't think we conversated, maybe one person there, one of my listeners here, and I can't remember her name, but she brought us some conspiracy theory stuff that we're going to talk about later, thought it would make for good radio, <clears throat> but uh, let's see, I went, the, the point of me telling you all this, we ended our day at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's, and I had not been over there at eight in a while, because it's just not always in that area. And, of course, I got the pig, pig, pig. And we weren't just starving. Because we had eaten 
some lunch over at Pelican, or brunch more so. But it's about four thirty, five o'clock at this point. Six, you know, somewhere in there. We get the pig, pig, pig. We're thinking, man, we'll, we'll eat a slice or two each, and we'll take the rest home. That is not how that unfolded, y'all. That pig, pig, pig was so good that we ended up eating the whole dang thing. And um, I regretted it as soon as I got home. <laughs> Just full, bloated, all that bread. But, man, it was worth it. Y'all got to get over there and check out Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. We actually had a listener come all the way up from Florida and eat at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. They said, man, you talk about it so much that we finally had to get up here and try it. And let me see here. I will get it. That's Paige Stewart and her husband. So shout out to Paige and her husband for uh, driving up from Florida to try Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's, which I think they got some family here. I don't know. I think they killed two birds with one stone. I don't think they actually drove all the way from Florida just for Acme. But they did eat there, said it was great. So check it out right there at Fandom Mart on the res. All right, let's go backwards a day to Friday night. We got out to the Keith Killebrew Memorial Rodeo. Guys, I told y'all for almost a a month, this was going to be a special event. And it lived up to the hype. What a great job they put on down there. Uh, Alyssa Killebrew, Shea Whitfield, Michael Lasseter, Andy Gibson, Jim Armstrong, Everybody involved in the fairgrounds and putting this rodeo together. Uh, Matt Ginn, I think the guy, the the actual rodeo producer, Clint Smith, possibly. I think I got that name right. Anyway, I hate when I start naming names because I always forget somebody important. But uh, sorry if I forgot your name. Great event. Now, I didn't make it back Saturday night. But Friday night, it was awesome. I can't say enough good things about it. But the main event of the evening and you follow me on social media, you can go find these videos. I told y'all they're going to do the poker table of death. Uh, cowboy poker. Bull poker. Whatever you want to call it. A girl decided, shout out to her. I meant to send her a message on Facebook to see if she wanted to call into the show. And tell her side of, of, of how all this went down. But this girl decides to play bull poker. What's the old saying? Mess with the bull, get the horns. The, the, the object of the game is the last person sitting down in the chair wins 500 bucks. She, she did not win the 500 bucks. She got flipped not once, but twice by that bull. I mean, it is an astonishing video. Thankfully, she's okay, a little bruised up. But it was worth the price of admission in and of itself, I think that video going viral, it wasn't just mine. Oh, a bunch of people were filming this. Uh, I think that video and her getting flipped sold them more tickets over 24 hours between Friday and Saturday night than they had sold leading up to Saturday or leading up to Friday. Anyway, it ended up being a great event. Unfortunately, I saw the Saturday night Drake Milligan, the performer, had to cancel with a sickness right at the right at the very end there. That happens. That's life in the big city. But the rodeo itself was the main event, and it was great. I'm telling you, I'm not a big, huge rodeo guy. I love it when I watch it. But, you know, kind of like fried catfish for me. You'll never really hear me say, hey, let's go to the rodeo. I may be turning, I may be turning the corner on that. 
I'm having a, I've been had a, went to the Dixie Nationals, had a blast, and went to this Keith Killebrew Memorial and had a blast. And I'm just going to tell you, it's going to be back bigger and better next year. I know they, uh, they, 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 they were in the black on this thing. And I, I'm just going to guess, man, they, they invested no less based on what paid artists, advertising, yada, yada, yada. I bet you they were in this thing for no less than 250000 No less than. But no telling what you had to pay the livestock folks and all that. Anyway, so shout out to all the Clay Edwards Show, WYAB listeners. You know, they trusted us. They trusted y'all, you know, with advertising with us to help fill that thing up. And I think we did a hell of a job. And so I want to thank everybody that supports this show that showed up out there for supporting this event. So kudos to you guys. Thank you. I know I ran into a lot of you. People I gave to all of my ticket winners, I believe, actually showed up. Uh, with the exception of one, they had something come up, and I was able to give those to somebody else at the last minute. So kudos to everybody. <clears throat> and this is going to lead me to my question of the day. So we decided to hit up the Waffle House on the way home from the rodeo Friday night. No. We had not been to a Waffle House together yet. <laughs> you know, we had to we had to put the seal on this relationship. You know, it's like you can't be you can't be dating in Mississippi and have not eaten Waffle House, you know, eight, nine months into this thing. So we finally stopped and eat at the Waffle House in Brandon. The downtown Brandon exit. I get the I hadn't eaten at Waffle House. Y'all have not ate at Waffle House in maybe once in five years. I'm serious. It may be more than, maybe less than that. I know I, I ate after a con- one concert one night. I think after the Three Doors Down concert last year, two years ago, whatever it was, ate at the Waffle House there at Crossgates. But other than that, I have not eaten at Waffle House in five, six, seven years. And so I'm I'm excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get the chopped steak melt plate, hold the onions, get my hash brown scattered, smothered, covered. And I did all that. I even tried to get a slice of chocolate pie as an appetizer. Not a dessert. An appetizer. And they said, man, we had not had pie in forever. They don't even know if they get pie anymore. I was like, well, that's disappointing. But neither here nor there. It ain't like I needed it. And the, the, the girlfriend gets a hash brown. I mean, not a hash brown. A waffle. I think a pecan waffle. I was so disappointed in her. I expected to see chili and cheese dripping off the side of her plate like it was mine. But, man, I'm kidding. Her waffle was good, too, because, you know, I ate a bite of it. But, man, did not disappoint. The, the first Waffle House trip did not disappoint. Shout out to the late night crew at the downtown Brandon Waffle House. Our server and the cooks were great. So that's always fun. So the question of the day is this. What's your go-to when you eat at Waffle House? What is your go-to platter at Waffle House? Because I actually, I actually ordered mine wrong. I said chopstick melt plate, but some of them call it different. I actually wanted a patty melt, but I kind of got like the chopstick, the Philly cheese type steak, whatever. It was great, and that, that may be my new go-to in five years when I go back. What is your go-to when you go to Waffle House? Text line, the Guns and Gear text line. Shoot me your answers, 769-241-1944. And hey, if you got a crazy Waffle House story you want to tell, call into the show and just tell me the craziest thing you've seen at Waffle House. 601 879 0002. 
Coming up in the next segment, we're going to have Lindsay Beckham, Moms for Liberty. She's uh, she, caught, she had the audacity to share her opinion online, and the lefties have been attacking her. So we're going we're gonna to fight back. She's going to be coming up here in the next segment live. She may be on one segment. She may be on two. I want to see what's going on with Moms for Liberty and uh, see what's going on with uh, in Lindsay's world on the front lines of the culture war. And I find this whole attack on Moms for Liberty really, really bothersome, even more so than others. Because these are, these are simply moms that say their parental rights don't end where the classroom begins. And lefties can't stand that. But no, those are our kids. We can't have kids, so we convert yours. We indoctrinate yours. You know, at the end of the day, you know, this is just this is just how things work. Guys humping each other and girls humping each other don't make babies. So you know, when you're all into the LGBTQ LMNOP stuff, right, wrong, and different, regardless of what your opinion is about it, you don't reproduce. Now, I know that they got this this scrabble game of nonsense going on where they'll say, okay, well, a trans man can get pregnant. Yeah, but you're still a girl. You're just playing a man. Anyway, that's a whole other rabbit hole to go down. Lefties don't have kids. They indoctrinate ours. And Moms for Liberty is fighting that fight. We're going to hear, get an update from them, see what's going on in that world. And again, get Lindsay to tell y'all what happened to her. She had the audacity, I'm telling you, to do a radio interview or a podcast interview or something. And then did a then did a recap of uh, her trip to Neshoba. And one of the, one of the uh, local, one of the guys running for lieutenant governor, his campaign reached out to her and asked her to take it down because of, uh, a big-time donor uh, may or may not donate if she left that up. Now, I'm just going to tell you this before I even get her on here. And I'm going I'm to wait and tell you who it is after the break. I got a problem with that. I got a big problem with that. Yeah, Unless she's being paid by this campaign, you don't tell a supporter what to do and not to do. I absolutely disagree with that. All right, let's take a break. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Text me in your favorite Waffle House meals, 769-241-1944. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM. This segment to get our Mondays kicked off with a bang is going to be brought to you by my friends and yours at Watkins Construction and Roofing. Man, look, saw those guys out at the rodeo over the weekend. They're all, I tell you, they're always giving back. They were one of the sponsors there of the rodeo, which is a great cause. That's just my thing, you know. We got good folks, and they always give back. What else can you ask for out of a successful locally owned business? But, hey, you know what they actually do there? The roofing, the roofing and construction part of this operation, they just so happen to be the best at that, too. You think you may have any issues with your roof? Storms come through? older home, whatever the case may be, 
They'll come out. They'll do a complimentary roof inspection. Mm-hmm. Complimentary. That means free where I come from. And they'll let you know if you have, uh, if it can be repaired or it needs to be replaced. They'll work with your insurance company the whole way. They'll be in constant communication with you the entire way. That's you read over there. Go read their over five hundred reviews, and they'll all say the same thing: constant communication. They were in constant communication. I didn't have to wonder anything. And uh, I'm telling you, this day and age, the easier we are to get in touch with one another, seems to be the harder it gets <laughs> to get in touch with somebody. But check out Watkins Construction Roof and let them get you taken care of. They're going to be professional, timely, and courteous, and they're going to do it right. WatkinsConstructionInc.com. All right, on the phone line here, I've got my friend, Miss Lindsay Beckham. Lindsay, you there? I'm here. All right, so... You had some drama unfold over the weekend. Since what, Thursday, I, I guess? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess all of this started Friday. Friday. Okay, so t- let's start at the beginning here, because I think this is all very interesting. What Actually, where I want to start is with, with the McDaniels campaign asking you to take your Facebook Live down, because you're the one you did coming back from the fair, right? Right. Explain yeah, what you... But- Explain what you said in there and what they what they asked you to take it down for. Uh, well, I guess obviously I'm a, I'm a very passionate person, and so on the way home from the Neshoba County Fair, I actually went to Facebook Live and I just was telling about the experience of the Neshoba County Fair, um, hearing both candidates for lieutenant governor speak. Um, well, actually, there's three, but we heard all three candidates speak, and I talked about all three of them. And um, it's just my personal experience with both Chris McDaniel and Delbert Hoseman. Um, you know, no one asked me to go live. No one knew I was going live. That's just something I did on my own. And I was, I was a little fired up because Delbert has continually um, taken credit for things that happened this past session that basically happened in spite of him, um, even with the roadblocks that he put up, the things that, that – did happen to get passed, I mean, now all of a sudden he wants to take credit for. And that just really kind of gets under my skin because there are things that we have fought him on um, and, and still didn't get what we wanted to get, such as the what he calls the, um, the, the bill to remove porn from libraries. Well, that's not necessarily true. That's not how it happened, and he fought us on it every step of the way. Um, so to hear him stand up and take credit for something like that really – it just really infuriates me. Uh, and so I was a little fired up, and I, I went Facebook Live and talked about it um, and found out Friday afternoon, Friday night, that they, uh, I, I guess there's some a donor that had, or that was upset, uh, had seen my Facebook Live and said that, that there was a rant and that they, you know, it, it was holding them back from maybe giving a big contribution. And I never want to hurt Chris McDaniel's campaign. I stand behind him 1 million percent. Sure. I think he is most definitely the best candidate for lieutenant governor. I think he's exactly what Mississippi needs. And I don't even know if he knows about any of this that, that transpired. Um, so I was a little taken aback by that because I think that people have the right to know what's happening behind the scenes and I don't know who the donor was or, or what their issue was per se, but um, they did not like what I had to say. And I, and I 
like I said, I was a little taken aback at the fact that, you know, I was asked to take that down. Um, but I did. I took it down because I, I don't, you know, I definitely don't want to be a part of anything that would hurt um, Chris McDaniel in his campaign for lieutenant governor because, I, I, like I said, I 1 million percent stand behind him. Sure. I, and, I, and I understand that. But here, here's my thing with it and why it rubbed me the wrong way when, you know, when I heard about it was you have a campaign here, and I, I fully support Chris as well. You have a campaign here, though, that that's whole thing has been about grassroots passion. And, you know, whether it's over the flag or vaccines or just whatever, it, it's using grassroots people like yourself to get the word out and to spread the message and all of that stuff. And then you, you, you ask them to take something down because a, a big-time donor may or may not donate. To me, that just that that throws water all over the fire. Right, right. I agree. All right, you know. I, anyway, I just wanted to mention that out there because I mean, this is the kind of stuff that goes on in these in these campaigns, and uh, I, I just thought that was really weird coming from that campaign. I don't know. Anyway, that's either, yeah. and, that, and that's not even what we're, what we're talking about today. What we actually wanted to talk about was the your your appearance on American Family Radio. Is that what it was? Yes. All right. So you were on American Family Radio what last week sometime? Yes, actually, we recorded Thursday afternoon and it aired Friday afternoon. Gotcha. So you kind of had all this hit you at one time. It, I mean, it all hit at one time. I got a phone call about the, the Facebook Live from the campaign, and when I hung up from that, kind of in a little bit of shock, um, I looked to my text messages, and I'm I'm getting screenshots from Twitter, Twitter blew up, and I mean, there's, there's some really mean people over there on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> That's look. why I stay off of it as much as possible. Look, you're talking about a bunch of people on Twitter who couldn't get took home at 2 o'clock in the morning from Pops Around the Corner. <laughs> I mean, look, trust me, they ain't, ain't nobody on Twitter running their mouth that is anything to worry about, I, I can assure you. <laughs> look, I have heard everything now from... Um, I'm an insurrectionist that was at, I'm a J6er that was in Washington January 6th and that I have removed all evidence of that. I've never been to D.C. in my life. I'm not even a Trump fan. You know that. We've had that conversation many times. Trump is not not my favorite person. Um, but I, I, I now have removed all evidence of the fact that I was at the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> the, 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 all that, oh, the craziness. Um, we'll come back to that, but I got to tell you real quick. I'm a little disappointed, and you know, Waffle House, you've got to get the All Star breakfast. I mean, that's just a given. <laughs> yeah, I've had several people text in and and say the All Star as well, but you know, you know. Well, my uh, my Waffle House stories. When I think Waffle House, I think of Miss Mississippi because we would be back in the pageant days. You were there in Vicksburg for the whole week leading up to this Mississippi, and you wouldn't believe the amount of pageant girls you would see at the Waffle House when it was all said and done that Saturday night. Everybody was going to get a waffle. Yeah, time, we ain't got to fit in the dresses no more. Like, get to the Waffle House. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So, so let's talk about this, uh, this, <laughs> this plan, to, this attempt to cancel Lindsay. What was it you said that got the Democrats so fired up? You know, Lindsay, you know how I am. I, I I don't judge people by the friends they keep. I judge them by the enemies, and you're in pretty dang good company. <laughs> right. Well, you know, Jameson Taylor works um, at, at American Family Association, so he was he's involved with American Family Radio, and he's one of the people who has just been a really big 
advocate for the also the things that Moms for Liberty advocate for, you know, such as the, the porn in the schools and in the libraries and the, you know, the transgender bill that he helped work on that we got passed this last session. Um, you know, so I just think the world of him. And he had asked me to um, do a radio interview with American Family Radio. And, uh, you know, the, the left really hates any talk of removing a book. Uh, it, we're just called book banners. That's the word they throw at us constantly. And I want to make one thing really very clear. We are not advocates for banning any books or burning any books. What we have asked for is that only age-appropriate material be placed into school libraries that our, our children are allowed to be in possession of. So that has been our, our fight, is just removing anything from the school library that's not appropriate for children. I mean, what kind of world are we living in when you are attacked so brutally just for asking that your children not be allowed to have porn when they're at school. Well, you know, the other thing, too, is most of these people who are doing the, the, the fighting back on it, who don't, who don't have a problem with there being porn in schools, also don't have children. Right. You know, and that, that's the thing that I find disturbing. It, it, it's, like, it's like when I see gay men marching for abortion rights. It's like, this ain't your fight, dog. Exactly. This, exactly. Ain't, this ain't your fight. And if if you don't have kids, why do you care? Why are you worried about what other people's kids are seeing or not seeing in a library? Exactly. What is the proper the, What's the proper way to say library? Uh, apparently, they apparently they said you can't say library. Is that how I'm saying it? I'm sure. I need to go back and listen. I must have mispronounced the word library because they took that and ran with it. Um, I guess they they said I said library. Maybe I did. There was a short amount of time, and I knew that we didn't have long, and I was trying to, to put a lot of information in the short amount of time that I had with that radio interview. I was talking pretty fast, and I may not have pronounced that correctly at one point, but they took that and ran with it. They are so vicious, and the things that they attack you on, I guess, when you don't have a leg to stand on, you go after someone's physical appearance. So it was immediately, oh, you can tell she's dramatic. Look at her makeup. Uh, she looks like a hooker. Oh, there's a somebody pulled a picture of me from when I was speaking at the Ridgeland supervisors meeting over the Ridgeland Library ordeal a year and a half ago. They pulled that picture and said, oh, well, maybe she's had a political makeover. Someone pay some money for her to have a political makeover and someone come in because she definitely looks different than she did there. And I was like, these people have nothing better to do than to sit there and try and dig up anything they can find on the Internet that says anything about me. And they pulled up court cases from my dead husband's life insurance money that we had to go to court over because it was it, it didn't even matter, but they pulled up anything they could find to personally attack me because I spoke about wanting to take inappropriate books out of our schools. And I'm just, it, it's mind boggling. Yeah, and that's what the left does. They go to the lowest common denominator thing they can find to, to pout about or to take a dig at or anything they can, like the library, library, library thing. <laughs> Who 
cares? We're talking about a bunch of people who defend people all day who speak in fluent abonics and make up words. Right. So uh, I don't want to hear them insult the way anybody says anything. And can't, I, I've never seen, at least in Mississippi, I've never seen an attractive uh, female liberal. So until they can take a look in the mirror and say, uh, you know, maybe I'm the purple-haired uh, barista. Anyway, I, I digress. Right. Uh, you know, they ain't got room to talk about what anybody looks like, what anybody's makeup looks like, or anybody else's personal life. Most of them don't even know their daddies. Right. Exactly. And, and I think my, I think what really got to me is when, when they start to attack your children, and, and some comments were even made that, you know, I really hope you homeschool your future racist, bigoted, fascist children. And I thought, how low can you can you be? And how low can you go? To, you, they don't know me. They have no idea who I am. Never met me. Never talked to me a day in my life. But to attack my children, it's just pathetic. It, it's absolutely pathetic. And it's sad that they don't have anything better to do with their time. With that amount of time that you could spend researching somebody you don't like and, and pulling everything you can find from with their name in it. And with that amount of time and with that amount of passion, think of the good they could do in the world if they just put it to put that passion to good use. Oh, well, well, they don't do those two things. Don't go hand in hand, them doing good in the world and using their yeah. passion for a good cause. All right, Lindsay, I'll tell you what, I appreciate you this morning. I wanted to get the yeah. word out there and just want to remind people, and I told Lindsay this the other morning when she had, she texted me about all this stuff. I was like, undelete your undelete your dang social media and go fight. And that's what that's what they want. They want to scare you into or whatever you want to call it. They want to back you into a corner and make you think, Oh no, I can't do this. This is real life. Twitter ain't real life, Facebook ain't real life. When they right. when, when they try to do that to you, you're you're letting you're letting the terrorist win. If you right. if you back down, so I'm glad you yeah. I'm glad you reactivated everything and get out there and fight. Been, right, and been, thank you for that, Clay. I mean, I appreciate that. I did. I deactivated my Facebook for a minute, and I I, I needed just a minute to breathe. And you know, I text I text you, and, and you said, you know, reactivate your Facebook. F a hater, feed off the hate, um, and double down. And turn that into rocket fuel, and I needed to hear that. I needed to hear somebody say, "Okay, get over yourself. Someone, someone sorry for yourself. Like, take yourself back up and, and go." Because that's exactly what they want. They want to silence me. They want to silence anyone that has conservative views or fighting for conservative values um, and fighting for parental rights. And I'm not, I'm not going to let them. I'm not going to let them. I guess cancel me. I guess that's the word they use, but. You know, it's it's not okay to talk about people like that. But you know what? I must be doing something right if I'm pissing those people off. Well, the irony is, they are, in their minds, they're fighting because they think you like to censor stuff. Meanwhile, they're trying to actively censor you. Exactly. So, all right, Lindsay. Exactly. Thank you. Thanks, Clay. Uh, keep fighting. I will. All right, bye. Bye. All right, that's Lindsay Beckham, Moms for Liberty. Let's take a break real quick. Come back. Hit the reset button. Let's uh, let's circle back, as Jen Saki would say. Let's circle back to our Waffle House question of the day. I'm going to read some of y'all's text on the Guns and Gear text line. This is The Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back into The Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Ran a little over there with um, 
Lindsay, but I thought we got our point across. Wanted you guys to know what was going on out there and just remind all y'all, hey man, the left is going to come at us hard and heavy. They do not like that we're getting our victories. They hate it. The love Trump's hate crowd sure likes to spew a lot of hate. What they want is for you to think, oh man, I can't take the smoke. I just, I just wanted to say something. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't need the smoke. I mean, you better bring that smoke right back at them. That's why they think they can cancel everybody all the damn time. That's why they think all they got to do is call somebody's employer because somebody had the audacity to have an opinion that differs in theirs and try to get you fired from your jobs. We have to fight back. That's why I do this show five days a week. Some shows are good. Some, some shows aren't. Some days are good. Some days are bad. But you got to get up every day and you got to fight. This was my way of doing it. Getting up, doing this show five days a week. Making my little videos. Standing up to these idiots. Most of them can't fight anyway. They just little they just thumping them thumping that keyboard. So stand up. Fight back. I tell you. <laughs> I've been I've been praying about this a little bit lately. And I, I'm at the point where the N-word offends me so much, I'm going to start calling black people's employers when I see them posted online and say, one of your employees said the N-word online, and I demand them be fired from their jobs. we got to start paying it back. you got to start paying it forward. Everything they've done to us, we need to do to them. Stand up and fight. If a word is so bad that nobody can even use it to speak in context, like I couldn't even get on here this morning and say and read you a story that said so and so said the N word um, in a, in a whole other context, like in a movie or something, like, or somebody used it inappropriately. I couldn't even tell you about them doing it. That's when we that's when we've gotten a little bit off track here. When, when context doesn't even matter anymore. Anyway, not that I have some kind of hankering to say the N-word. My point being that if it's so bad and it's so so insulting and such a bad thing, none of y'all should be saying it. Nobody should be saying it. Little white girl cheerleaders on a bus singing the lyrics to a song. If she can lose her scholarship... Because she was singing the words to a song, and that just happened to be one of them. Maybe the damn words shouldn't be in a song. But this is what cancel culture does. This is why they come after me. It's why they went after Lindsay. It's why they come after y'all. They want to be able to control what comes out your mouth. Again, these left wing nut jobs are fighting to keep porn in schools when most of them don't even have kids. They scream, oh, so much for the First Amendment. You're censoring everybody. You're censoring everybody. But that's what they want to do. They want to censor you. They want to censor you. So don't let them censor you. All gas, no brakes, breaking rules when necessary. Let's read some of y'all's guns and gear texts. Check out this, um, let's see here. 
Unknown texture. Conservatives started cancel culture. Maybe we need to bring it back. Ty says, you fight back and win 100% of the time against these crybaby leftists. Their mental capacity is that of a snap pee. Oh, I know. Who, what is that? Uh, what's that writer's name? Ashton something or another for the Mississippi Today. Oh, God. He had a meltdown on Twitter not too long ago with our very own Steven Yatroska. They do not do well with, with anybody resisting their narrative. I mean, you are not allowed to have a varying opinion at all. They, they, they buckle. John says... They first in line for free handouts. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Lindsay said she forgot to tell y'all that she goes, I am the barbecue. I am the cookout. (laughs) My line there. Douglas says, there was a gun battle at the Waffle House on High Street New Year's Eve years ago. If my brother had not had his farm, lives could have been lost. Even JPD which were at Whataburger, got in on it and exchanged gunfire with the criminals. You know, I feel like I remember that somewhat. I do. Here's a, um, here is somebody's favorite breakfast. It says the All-Star with City Ham. That sounds good. Also, unknown texture. Waffle House order. All-Star special. Sausage. Regular waffle. Eggs over easy. Hash brown. Smothered. Covered. Topped and capped. By the way, smothered. Covered. Topped and capped is cheese, onions, chili, and mushrooms. Let's take a break real quick. My mouth is watering. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. As we close out the first hour here, just want to thank everybody for chiming in there. I want to thank Lindsay for calling in. Hey, why don't we close out the hour reading a few more of your texts. And when we come back in hour two, my buddy Fred Shanks, my my state representative out there in Brandon, Mississippi, posed an interesting question on Facebook. And I tell you, it, it gets a lot of love and a lot of hate on both sides. Should the Carolina squatted trucks, should squatted trucks be banned, outlawed, or at minimum restricted how far they can be squatted for safety purposes? I want to get you guys' opinions on that. I know it's a hot topic. Um, you know, see, I'll tell y'all where I stand on it. But look, closing out the first hour here with some, like I said, with some of your guns and gear text. Jason says, all state, eggs over easy, patty sausage, double hash brown, scattered, smothered, covered, capped, peanut butter, waffle with honey. Come on down, young son. Eat it all. Let's see here. Unknown texter. The Texas cheesesteak plate. With onions, hash browns scattered and chunked, diced and peppered. Unknown texture says, early morning breakfast, two to three times a month. Three scrambled bacon, hash browns, and pecan waffles. You know, speaking of bacon, when we went to Neshoba last week, I got some fresh sliced thick cut bacon from the Williams Brothers store there, the one that, the, that Peyton Manning worked at when he was a kid. We got five pounds of it. I threw some in the air fryer last night. Mm-mm-mm. So good. We were, I was full after the pizza, but I did go on to try a nibble or two of air fried bacon. If you ain't air frying your bacon, you don't know what you're missing out on. All right, we'll be right back after the top of the hour news and a few commercials. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in. It's hour two of the Realist Show on Radio, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. 
We are live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Hey guys, if you miss any of the show, don't forget you can always listen to the podcast. Just go search Clay Edwards Show wherever you download music, podcast, or stream music. We're on all of them. I even noticed the other day that we're on Audible. So if you have your online books, you can also download the Clay Edwards Show and stream it on Audible. So we're everywhere. Apple, iTunes. Well, Apple and iTunes are the same thing. Spotify, YouTube. I even upload the show to Twitter now. So if you, you if you want it, you can find it. That's all i got to say. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Clay Edwards Show, and uh, partake in the fun. All right, this segment, real quick, going to be brought to you by our friends over at Watchman Security Services. You can shop them online, Watchman Secure dot com you need a home or business security system cameras they got you home automation they got you with well, smart home stuff uh, got remote gate access with cameras they got you indoor outdoor cameras they got you they've been in the biz- been in the business since 1977 uh, retired law enforcement they know what to look for they know the best placement for your cameras they know what works and uh, I've got some buddies of mine that work over there with them. Good folks. Shout out to my buddy Tony. Saw him over the weekend. So just uh, good folks. Check them out. Watchmansecure.com. They've been an alarm.com certified installer now, service provider for nearly 16 years. So check them out. Watchmansecure.com. Located right there in Pearl, Mississippi, but operating statewide. All right. So, man, I got so much stuff I want to talk about today. I was in here looking at my show prep. And I mean, it was just some really, really good stuff. But every now and then, I like to get sidetracked by the ridiculous. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to start the week off right and talk about the ridiculous stuff in the world. And uh, let's do that. I mentioned it right before the break, squatted trucks. What do you guys think about the squatted trucks phenomenon? I, mean, I see it all over the place. I mean, look, it ain't my thing, but I'm not one of these people that has a problem with it. I've uh, again. I did my fair share of lowering and lifting and all that stuff over the years. I, I'm all good with it. I, I guess my biggest concern would be from a safety issue perspective. At what point do you look? Do you does it having the front end hiked up too high? Do you have a depth perception issue while you're driving? You know, being able to see what's in front of you. You know, line of sight issues. That would be where I would say, hey. This is dangerous. We need to readjust a little bit here. So Fred Shanks, my state rep out there in Brandon, was asking should they bring forth a bill to um yeah, I don't want to say ban to to ban uh squatted trucks, but to maybe reevaluate there not being any restrictions on squatted trucks. You know, I don't want to put words in Fred's mouth, but he just simply asked the question, so I'll, I'll read his quote here. He said, all right, folks, I asked this question a few years ago, and people felt strongly on both sides. Let's do it again. Yes or no on a law banning squatted trucks? Dangerous. He said his coffee club is curious. So he shares a post from the Vermilion Parish Sheriff's Office down in Louisiana, and I'll, uh, I'll read you through some of this. It isn't too long, and then I, I want your answers. 769-241-1944 is the Guns and Gear text line. The phone line, 601-879-0002. Let's see here. Did you know that there are restrictions on Carolina squatted vehicles? 
if the bottom of the front fender is six inches or greater than the height of the bottom of the rear fender, the vehicle is in violation. The vehicle may also be in violation of the laws pertaining to the height and direction of the front headlights, as described in a previous post. You know, that is a big thing there, too, the headlights. If you if your headlights are just shooting straight up into the trees, how do you see the road? Anyway, so it's, it says a, uh, it's one of their numbers, 381.1, prohibited vehicle modification wheel well. No person shall operate a motor vehicle upon any highway if by alteration of the suspension, frame, or chassis, the height of the front fender is six or more inches greater than the height of the rear fender. For the purposes of this subsection, the height of the fender shall be vertically, I'm sorry, shall be a vertical measurement from and perpendicular to the ground through the center line of the wheel. So we all understand how that works. You know, you get a get a ruler out. Anyway, here's some of the other things. Squatted vehicles present a unique road hazard for some for some of the following reasons. One, headlights are often not adjusted for the modification, blinding oncoming drivers. That is something I have a big issue with. If y'all listen to me for more than five minutes, you know I hate bright headlights, unless they're on my vehicle. Two. The front bumper is no longer aligned with the roadway, meaning the possibility of a drive-over of smaller vehicles. Again, I do understand that. Three, the driver the driver of the squatted vehicle has a limited to obstructed view directly in front of the vehicle. Four, the vehicle becomes unstable at certain speeds due to more air traveling under the vehicle than other vehicles, than over it. That's an interesting, because uh, we're talking about draft here. These trucks being squatted are messing up their drafts. Huh. Anyway, it's got some pictures here on his post. Y'all go to Fred Shank's Facebook page and see he tagged me, so, so that should also be on my Facebook page. What do y'all think of the squatted vehicles? Again, if you got a little squat, I ain't got no problem with it. I mean, some of it's ridiculous. You know, if you want to do that for a show or something like that, so be it. We went down to Scraping the Coast, and I would say nine out of every ten vehicles there were squatted, similarly to this. That is, it is the custom truck scene right now, <clears throat> is squatted vehicles. So, I'm just curious what you guys think. Text in, let me know, 769-241-1944, or give me a call, 601-879-0002. Should the Carolina squad, as it's called, be banned? I'm in the no category. Again, I don't have to like it to think it should be okay. And one of our fellow reps, not say our fellow, one of the reps down there actually brought up a good point about be careful what you wish for. Because Mississippi came about two votes away from, from a bill being on the governor's desk outlawing Anything, uh, any speed enhancer modifications to vehicles. Uh, here it is here. Caller, stay on hold for a second. Uh, Scott Delano says, sure, we could do it. What's next? LED bars, 40-inch tires on stock JK axles. Do you all have any idea how close legislatures came to passing a bill that would have outlawed all power adders? I mean, that's any kind of thing that makes a vehicle go faster. 
He goes, if I remember correctly, it was two votes away from the governor's desk. When I found out about it, he goes, I wasn't on the transportation board at the time. He goes, I had to get SEMA to, to make calls to its members in Mississippi. We eventually killed it in the House, but be careful what you wish for. Now, that's a great point. Don't open up Pandora's box. More government restrictions is a problem. Let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, Clay. Hey, what's up, brother? Not much, man. Hey, I, I see a little bit. You know, some of those, you know, they go to the extreme with it. Yeah. And I know they can't see out of that thing, like they, like everything you just mentioned, but they also don't realize that destroys the transmissions on a lot of them engines because the oil levels are tilted back. You know, that's something I've wondered about that, too. I mean, with the oil levels being pushed back, surely that can't, that's, that's an unnatural direction for well, the vehicles. From what I've read on it, the transmission is the first thing that gets destroyed. If it, if it drove a lot of miles, being, you know, if you go past a certain level because they wasn't designed for that. No. And I'd be worried about the air going under it, too. Like you're saying, you get up to the high speed, you know, all that. If they're not going there and they're just halfway doing it, you know, when you used to lower them, you could do it professionally or you could do it cheap. Because one of the first things you did when you lowered one, you burnt your suspension. So it's like riding on a soapbox. Yeah, I mean, look, we used to lower them and all, and it wasn't good for them either. But at least everything right. was still level. I mean, well, it, but it was like it would change the direction of our drive shafts, obviously. the And it did a lot of transmission damage, you know, shoving the drive shaft to yoke up in there hard. I mean, there was all kind of stuff I remember. I hadn't done one in years. But I remember it was just never, it was never good for your vehicle. No, nah, like I said, if you did it, you know, there was the right way to do it or a cheap way to do it. Because I've done one, but I went and spent money, put shocks and everything on it to where I wouldn't lose my ride. But, you know, I've done a lot of reading on it and everything and looked into it. Just like raising a four-wheel drive up. You know, it's, either do it the right way or do it the cheap way. Because I've known buddies do it the wrong way, cheap, and, you know, they'd end up tearing something up. Like I said, the drive shaft and everything, because you're putting it at an angle that it wasn't designed to be on. Geometry is the word I was looking for earlier. It gets the throws the exactly. geometry of the drive shaft off. Right, right, right. Because I know you on the, to jack them up. Now, like I said, you know to do it right, you had to align your drive shaft with. You know, you had to do your end. It was a lot. It, 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 some of them you could do easy. Some of them it, it was no way to do it. Yeah, I mean that's. I why remember I, back when people were slamming them, putting the fifties all the way around. Yeah. That was what like, I man, did. how do you drive that thing when it rains? <laughs> you, you don't. <laughs> Safely. Anyway. I, I had a hot ride, and I had them big wide tires on back. My stepdad kept getting on, and I hydroplane over here on 55 one day. I went straight home and got them jokers off there. That was a lesson learned. And the only thing I hit was a guardrail, just pushed the bumper in. Nice. Went across three truck lanes of traffic, didn't hit nothing. I'm right. like, you know what? <laughs> all right, so let me, see. let me ask right, you. Clay. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. So uh, should it be banned? I think it should be, I don't know. Regulated? Like I said, the ones that regulate it, yeah. Because like I said, I've seen some of them just overdo it. It's just like there's no way. I mean, just take the bumpers dragging the back and the front that's four foot up in there. I got you. All right, Chris. Appreciate it, brother. All right, brother. Mm-hmm, thanks. Yeah, be be careful what you wish for. It, it, it's definitely something to consider on this because this, this I'm just sitting here going back and reading Scott Delano's um, post here under Fred's. This is some great content on here. I'm giving y'all some good content to go read. Uh, Scott Delano is right, man. Be careful what you wish for. Let's take another call. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But it should not be bad. 
I'm with you. If you, if you want to destroy your transmission, if you want to destroy your motor, if you want a hydroplane, if you want to do whatever, whatever it is, you paid for that vehicle, and you're paying taxes to go up and down that road. Yeah, my my biggest you, concern with is like what I was saying earlier. The headlights, and I've never been in one, so I don't know what the depth perception as far as seeing what's in front of you is like past a certain point. Now, I agree. Okay, on the headlights, I agree. If you're going to do that dumb stuff, and I think it's the dumbest thing. It's so stupid. But you have to adjust your headlights. Now, having a headlight requirement, you know, where they fall in this range, okay, we can do that. But can I get banning it? Because that's just one more law that is just stepping on me even though I hate the idea. I'm with you, brother. Great call. Thank you. Right, have a good one. Uh-huh. You know, and I like this conversation because it's not so much about the squatted trucks as much as it is your personal freedoms and liberties. It's like, are you okay with tolerating something you don't agree with for the sake of keeping the government out of our lives? You know, it's, it, it, especially as conservatives, it's a, it's a, it's a tough question sometimes. Because you know, the the lefties love to run and ban things because it hurts their fee-fees. Like, get big daddy government involved, please. So, let's take a let's uh Let's see here. Greg says, pinion angle. Thank you, Greg. Uh, look, I ain't I ain't worked on a car in a while. <laughs> um, let's let's take another call here, man. I like I like I like. We don't take too many calls around here anymore. So let's uh let's take one. Hey, brother, you on there? Hey, uh, Clay. Hey, Joe. The golden rule in my life is, as long as you're, you do whatever you want to do, as long as you're not infringing upon the rights of another. You know, my rights end where your rights begin. As long as I'm not hurting you or affecting you in any which way, I should have the right to make every and any stupid decision I want to make. Yeah, you know, it's like a lot of people... uh, there's a large portion of Mississippians who did not support the medical marijuana, but because the overwhelming majority did on the ballot, they they supported them being able to have it. Like when Mayor Mary had her lawsuit and all that stuff. Well, hold on now. Now you're and then they waited to try to use the uh, the districts and this that and the other. You know, kind of their poison pill they had in there. I just thought I, I thought it was a very similar type situation where I don't have to agree with something to sit here and say. But I agree with your right to be able to have it if that's what we voted for. And yeah, I mean, to me, they look stupid as all get out. I mean, it's like it just looks so goofy. You know, it's like why would you do that to an expensive truck? Spend money on a good truck to destroy it. But you know, the other thing is that uh, also if you change it in a way that it obscures your field of vision and you get in an accident, whom you ever run into should have a right to sue you for driving. A negligent vehicle, and and if you know they win and you have to pay out your nose in a lawsuit because you did something stupid, dangerous to your vehicle, you should have to pay up. Yeah, I think what's going to end up happening is I, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if insurance companies get involved in this and say that um we're not going to insure your vehicles if they're done like this, or if you have a wreck, if you because uh, you know a lot of times you know car guys love workarounds, you know if you have a wreck or if you do it, I'm sorry. You do it after you sent your photos to your insurance company, stuff like that. You know, it's like I would lower my trucks, but I would, and if I ever had a issue, I'd raise them back up because of warranty, because they were not going to work on anything that was under warranty. I mean, yeah, it would void your warranty if it was 
lifted or lowered or something and not done by factory, yada, yada, yada. So anytime you had, a, you had a motor blow up or a transmission go out, you had to get all the stock suspension back under it or whatever to get it back into line that it would be covered under warranty. I think insurance companies are going to have to get involved as well if they want to you know, do anything about this. Well, on that note, I'm, I'm an old car. I love old cars. I love old trucks especially. And it just hurts my heart when I see someone take a good old stock survivor and lower it. You know, and because it's, it's you know the old saying it's only original once, and once you do something like that, it's hard to get it back. And the only person that you're going to sell it to is someone who likes the lowered look. And, and oh, that's so I true. I kind of go back to what you know. I, I go back to what my granddaddy said because when I was a teenager, and I and you know like the previous caller, I had a Ford truck and I lift you know put them big wide tires on the back and the glass packs and squirted water in them and made it sound tough you know <laughs> and, and and i drove my granddaddy nuts because he'd say now son if they'd meant that to be on there they'd have put it on there from the factory and you know here's stupid me but now i'm 56 years old and i understand exactly what he's talking about yeah you know somebody else said here on fred's post i'm just kind of reading through the comments here uh, Thomas Kelly says, what happens when people think my firearms are dumb or a safety hazard or when someone thinks my ability to speak freely is a safety hazard? And th- these are these are the points right here that I think need to be brought up when we just start talking about, oh, we don't like it. Let's ban it. You know, well, and that's that's already happening that the whole free speech thing. Is, yep. You know, when we criticize the, uh, the COVID-19, I think I heard uh, one of the doctors who uh, had talked about, you know, the vaccines. He'd just been deplatformed for, quote, de- de- uh, disinformation. Uh, I think it's McCullough. I think he had all was, of his bank yeah. accounts frozen, you know, just for speaking out against the narrative. So, you know, that's not a what if anymore. It's a what is. Yep. All right, brother. Great call. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh-huh, bye. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. Uh, got a bunch of text on this. You're welcome to call in. Give me your thoughts. Give me your opinions. Um, should anything be banned? Or should it be regulated? You know, I was me and Stephen Jatroska were talking one day. I said there's acceptable forms of tyranny, unfortunately, and a regulation is one of them. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. To the Clay Edwards Show, we're live here on 103.9 FM WYB. Hey guys, you in the market for a vehicle? Looking for something that ten to twenty thousand dollar price range? Get down to Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center in Crystal Springs, Mississippi, and let them help you out. You can check them out online, mercyhouseautocenter.com. If it's your credit, hit a little hiccup in the road lately, the Mercy House Auto Center will get you back on the road while building your credit at the same time. But hey, you've got good credit. They have stuff for you as well. But uh, just letting the folks out there with the little hiccup in the credit know there's a spot for them at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. But here's the really cool thing. you know, Of course, they sell cars. Of course, you know, if you need a good, dependable vehicle, you can get on there and get one at, a, at an affordable price. But did you know that if you've got a car sitting out in your driveway, running or not, if you want to donate it, you can get the tax write-off for what they sell it for? That's right. Business owners, you got a fleet of aging vehicles. You don't feel like having to deal with the public trying to sell them and all that stuff and hackling back and forth or sending them through an auction or any of that or, uh, or trading them in, not getting what it's worth, etc. Donate those things. For a tax write-off to Mercy House Auto Center. And just, that's a win-win for you, brother. I ain't got to explain that to you. You understand what I'm saying. And the good news is all this stuff goes to help fund their 
Drug Rehabilitation Center down in Georgetown, Mississippi. That's Mercy House Teen Challenge. Helping put fathers back in homes and beat addiction. That's MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. Shop there now. Let them know you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show. Mercy House Teen Challenge. MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. All right, man. Folks are kind of passionate on this squatted truck thing. I'm going to kind of wrap it up here a little bit. A couple of people. So I commented on Fred's post, and I just said, look, it doesn't bother me. As long as it's not an extreme safety hazard, I don't care. I mean, I think that's kind of like the definition of porn, right? Can I tell you what an extreme safety hazard is? No. Can I show you? Yes. What's the old saying? You know it when you you know what pornography is because you know it when you see it. And of course, some people are disagreeing with me. Imagine that people disagree with me. Uh, my old buddy Fred Mann says, "Is there a difference between a safety hazard?" And an extreme safety hazard, I think the answer is yes. And it goes back to what I just said. You know it when you see it. Another guy, Brandon, says, so if it's a minor hazard at 25 miles per hour, then would it still be a minor hazard at 70? But no, but that goes for everything, right? Everything's going to be worse at 70 miles an hour. So let's take a call. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Hey, Clay. I know you're trying to wrap up just real quick. I don't care if they squat down or not, but the um, the hazard could be if they're coming up behind somebody because none of these guys adjust their headlights. Yep. Low beam is with these LEDs now, and these aftermarket ones are the ones that kill me. I actually spoke to a highway patrolman one day. So these, even the regular trucks that are jacked, they're not even jacked up, they're, their headlights are eye level with you, and I'm in an SUV. Yeah, I'm in a car. It wears me out. I know they kill cars, and they're on low beam, and then you get these, uh, uh, I'm not going to use the word, but they they get the LED aftermarket ones that are, quote, fog lights, but they're they're bright enough to light up a vampire, you know, to kill out a vampire, like you see in some of those movies that flip on the UV lights. So how they can stop them from doing that is real easy. It's a, it's a violation. The highways, they don't have to have any violations. things. Just pull them over and have them turn their lights on and write them a ticket. And if they're uh, in their eyes, they have to be a certain level. And they can do it all day long and make money all over these counties if they wanted to. Without even having a new law, if they want to do it, they have to have their lights adjusted correctly. Yeah, and when they have a wreck like this, there is no way anybody can see over the hood of that car. No. They're no. leaning out the window. Here's and, my uh, thing, man. Anyway. I'd be way more on board if we want to talk about some kind of headlight regulation yep. than, than yep. squatted truck regulation. These headlights have gotten way out of hand. Well, and they've gotten better and better, and they're brighter and brighter. And like I said, you can even the vehicles, they're so bright behind you, and then they flip them on bright. You know, if you're thinking they've got their brights on, they just basically blind you. Thought about carrying a Q-beam with me and hanging it out the window, just you know, hitting them with it every now and then, just to let them know how it feels. Man, I remember when Audi first came out with those new strip LED lights, and everybody thought, man, yep. that looks so cool. I wish we could have that here. And believe it or not, there's actually some headlight regulation in America. Our, dep- yep. our, our Department of Transportation or whatever does have some regulation. I've just yet to figure out what they are because they have well, just gotten brighter and brighter. And now the ones that are even worse, the worst ones possible, and I figured this out going to the coast a few weeks ago for scraping the coast, was when you get on the other side of Hattiesburg, and the, the, you know, and 49's a lot of hills, you know, you get one behind you whose headlights adjust for going around corners or for going over hills, they auto-adjust. Those are the worst headlights I've ever seen in my life. Oh, they could cause you some issues. Think about think about that at night. If you're tired and somebody's doing that to you, all of a sudden you're blinded. Well, anyway, enjoying the show as usual. Thank you, man. Thanks, brother.
But hey, great call, Jerry. Um, yeah, I'm gonna tell you again. We sound hypocritical here, but I'm just playing this what if game. You know, if we're gonna ban something, if we're gonna regulate something, I think these ridiculous headlights would be a good place to start. And most of it isn't even the aftermarket ones I had the problem with. It's the stuff from the factories nowadays. Like I was just talking about these self, these uh, auto adjusting headlights that go up and down if you're going over hills and go left or right if you're turning. What they don't take into account, as great as that is for the driver of that vehicle, it's a hundred times worse for the person coming at them or in front of them. Absolute nightmare. Let's take a break. I ran over a segment or two ago. Get the same back on track. This is the Clay Edwards Show on 103.9 FM, WYAB. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on WYAB, 103.9 FM. Streaming worldwide, of course, at WYAB.com. This segment is going to be brought to you by a couple folks real quick, kind of do a little run through here. Hey, it is the last day of the month. At the car lots, that still means something. You know, you want to save a few bucks? I'm way more motivated today to sell some vehicles than I was last Friday. Or Monday, should I say. <laughs> anyway, come get a good deal from your boy today at Ellis Autoplex. We got a nice selection of F-150s. We got three or four Toyota 4Runners right now. I think four Toyota 4Runners right now. We just got another one in, a nice 2014 charcoal gray SR5 Premium to go along with the other SR5 and the two Limiteds that we have. You need a 4Runner? I got your 4Runners. Check them out online, lsautoplex.com. Also, I've got a nice 2017 Platinum F250, pearl white. I've got a 2017 F250 gas burner. Also, again, lsautoplex.com. Don't forget, we buy vehicles. We're getting a little short on inventory right now. We've had a good couple weeks. If you need to sell yours, I need to buy it. Come by, let me write you a check today that you can cash today no marketplace shenanigans no fake checks only the real deal ellisautoplex.com located highway 471 in brandon mississippi all right i'll tell you about some more sponsors before we get out of here let's see here you can always go by lakeland glass and tent too after you buy your vehicle from me and uh, get jason and the team to tent your windows or wrap your vehicle turn it into a rolling billboard i see all you people out there Running for office. You know what I hadn't seen? I hadn't seen any of you wrap your vehicle. You should have gone to Lakeland Glass and Tent and got your vehicle wrapped. We're past the, we're, we're, the days of door magnets are over. We need you to wrap your whole vehicle. I need to see how serious you are about this office you're running for. LakelandGlassandTent.com. All right, look, I could, I could sit here and do this whole show on custom vehicles, squatted trucks, bright headlights. Y'all know I love to complain about stuff. Let's shift gears here. Pun intended. So, coming up over the weekend, not coming up, over the weekend, there was a protest in downtown Brandon, you know, all over the uh, Rankin County deputy sheriff, police brutality stuff that's coming out. Let's, and I and here's the thing, I bet you $100, because they love to tell me, Jacksonians love to tell me that I don't live there, that I should stay out of their business. So, Let's keep that energy, all right? This is, folks, most likely from Jackson, coming over to Rankin County, mad about something. This is on WLBT. 
Dozens of protesters demanded justice and called for change in Rankin County today. Their call for action comes after several former Rankin County Sheriff's deputies were allegedly involved in beating and sexually assaulting two men earlier this year. Our Chris Fields was there to hear what they had to say. He joins us now with more. Well, well, hold on, i got to stop here. They didn't say black men. Normally that's like front and center. Interesting. That's right, Brennan. Get this. Organizers of today's rally say the goal was to put pressure on Attorney General Lynn Fitch. They want her to indict the former Rankin County Sheriff's deputies allegedly involved in this case through a civil rights lawsuit. And they say they will continue to come out in large numbers until their voices are heard. We want them in jail. They deserve to be convicted and in jail. One by one. How dare you think that we just going to sit back and let anything happen and be quiet. Well, I'll tell you why people think that. Because they look no further than Jackson, Mississippi and see where y'all been doing just that. Sitting back, being quiet and letting anything happen. Emotional protesters voice heartfelt pleas and demands as they work to get justice for Michael Corey Jenkins and Eddie Parker. No justice! No peace! Chanting with signs in hand, the Mississippi Justice Party and other grassroots activists are calling for Attorney General Lynn Fitch to indict six former Rankin County Sheriff's deputies named in a civil rights lawsuit against the department for the alleged abuse and two-hour torture of Jenkins and Parker. So Lynn Finch, I'm going to say it to your camera, Lynn Finch, please break your silence. Mm -hmm. That's right. Answer the black caucus. Answer the black community. Now this is Cheryl Potts. She's a member of the Black Panther Party. On the night of January 24th, Jenkins and Parker claimed six Rankin County deputies came into Parker's home in Braxton and handcuffed and beat the two men. They also claimed the deputies shocked them repeatedly with stun guns for roughly 90 minutes and at one point forced them to lie on their backs as the deputies poured milk over their faces. They also claimed they were sexually assaulted. The case has sparked local and national outrage. We said last month. We was here two months ago. Uh, Sister Potts is here. I'm here. And we're going to come back and keep penetrating this particular case. Uh, people are, the, the numbers are growing, uh, and we are very happy and pleased with today's turnout. And it's only going to get bigger. So the more they hesitate, the more they wait, and the more, uh, the more Miss uh, Attorney Finch uh, deny our cries for justice, um, then she'll just see these numbers increase. Now, the allegations against the deputies have also sparked the attention of the United States Justice Department. In a community meeting on June 1st, Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark of the U.S. Department of Justice Civil Rights Division said the investigation is still ongoing. Chris Fields, three on your side. All right, so let, let, let's, let's see that right there. Now, meanwhile, meanwhile, in Jackson, Mississippi, one neighborhood over, one neighborhood over in, you know, I think we can all agree, you know, predominantly Democrat area, it's gotten so bad. One Jackson's. It's gotten so bad that the city council is is asking for safe safe zones around hospitals because of gunfire. <laughs> I'm guessing they ain't coming from white supremacists. Let's listen to this on WLBT. 
One Jackson City Councilman wants to establish safe zones near city hospitals. His call for action follows a recent shooting that happened about two miles away from St. Dominic's and the University of Mississippi Medical Center. We told you about that shooting on Tuesday and brought you an interview with a woman whose car was shot into at the intersection of Meadowbrook Road and I-55 South Frontage Road. On the day we did that story, about 20 shell casings remained in the middle of the intersection. The incident was enough for Ward 3 Councilman Kenneth Stokes to call for increased police presence and harsher penalties for criminals within a five-mile radius of hospitals and medical facilities. It's extremely important that when a person go to a hospital, a medical facility, they feel safe. They need to know that they will not be killed by someone shooting at someone else. They will not be robbed and that their life is not in danger. Councilman Stokes plans to introduce a resolution to his fellow council members on Tuesday so that people will think twice before committing crimes near hospitals. I, where to protest? Where to rallies? About that. Distraction. Take your eye off the ball. Let's go to Rankin County. Mm, police bad. Mm, white police bad. Where, where are the rallies and the protests in Jackson? Kudos to Stokes. I, I've used this quote a bunch on the show lately, but man, it says a lot when Stokes and I agree on as much as we've agreed on lately. I mean, Stokes don't know who I am. He don't know me from Adam. But I know we don't agree on things 90% of the time. But that 10% he's right on, man, I tell you, at least somebody down there is stepping up and saying it. At least somebody is stepping up and saying it. So kudos to Stokes for doing that. But yeah, I mean, you know, let's, let's go over here. Let's go out to Rankin County. Let's worry about, it. oh, oh some bad happened to some black guys. But let's keep our, let's not pay any attention to what Jackson, Mississippi, where bad things happen to black folks every day. It just typically happens at the hands of other black folks. It's something else to be. It's something to behold. The hypocrisy that goes on, and, I, and, I, and I've said this before. And I, anytime I get tagged in these posts or called out in these posts about this stuff that happened with the Rankin County Sheriff's Department, these guys allegedly, I just say this: you you want me to care, you want me to talk about it, but again. The only reason you care is because of the color of their skin. If they weren't black, you would not care. Would not care. And here, here's something else. If they were white, I still wouldn't care. This ain't my hill to die on. The cops need to do what's right. I think we'll see how that plays out. Leadership needs to do what's right. I think that's how that's going to play out. I just it ain't it ain't something that interests me. But you you get these outside agitators coming over to Rankin County, you know, trying to make themselves famous, trying to build a bigger name for themselves. You know, that's where that's where it becomes interesting to me. It, you just imagine. I mean, just, you know, we, we ain't scared to use white and black on this show. We, we ain't scared to point out the obvious. 
If you want to call it racist, then so be it. I don't care. Could you imagine a bunch of white folks from Jackson, just like some from one of the big patriot groups or or one of, a, a big church, predominantly white church, something like that, decided to go down to Fondren and protest homosexuality or black-on-black violence? Could you imagine the outrage from Jacksonians if they did something like that? Just saying. You know, get your own bed in order. Get your own home in order before you come over somewhere else talking about this, that, and the other. Let's take a break, come back, land the plane for the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. As we land the plane here on a Monday, I want to congratulate my co I don't know if she's my co-host, my co-worker. How about that? Miss Allison Noe. She got married over the weekend. Congratulations to her. Couldn't be more excited for her and uh, and Tyler Tharp. She is a Miss Allison Tharp now. So uh, I think she's got a replay today. Hey, she just got married over the weekend. Give her a break. And, uh, and my buddy Tyler. So congratulations to them. Good folks right there. All right, as we uh, get ready to land the plane here, let's uh, let's read a few texts. I got a, uh, I got some photos I'm getting ready to post on the Save Jackson Facebook page. Just search Clay Edwards, but or Save Jackson, it'll pop up. It is of some deplorable conditions at Precinct Three in Jackson, and the city's doing nothing about it. At Police Precinct Three, I'm about to post some photos there. Paul says, "I truly." Uh, Paul says, "What did he say?" We consider, oh yeah, Paul said, could we consider this a serial shooter in Jackson? I think you can. You know, I asked that question a couple years ago when it was all happening up and down Highway 50, Interstate 55, and the Find It and Fondren folks called my employer and tried to get me fired for suggesting that Jackson had a serial shooter. So uh, if you ever wonder why I go at Fondren so hard, all gas, no brakes, the Find It and Fondren people tried to get me fired from my job about three years ago. So yeah. I don't like them. Uh, Zach says, the only thing that makes me question the legitimacy of these men's claims in Rankin County is the fact that the NAACP and Al Sharpton aren't down here. Yeah, I mean, I hear the claims are pretty legitimate. We'll see how it all shakes out. Again, I'm going to lean with law enforcement until I'm proven wrong. This has been the Clay Edwards Show. Appreciate you guys. I'll be back here live tomorrow. Podcast will be available here shortly. Search Clay Edwards Show or check it out online, clayedwardsshow.com. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.